2: a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com
0: Visit rightrug.com. That's R I T E R U G.com today to schedule a free in home estimate or to find a location near you. 24 month financing is available
3: with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's Tuesday, August 25th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive Podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Researchers in Hong Kong have confirmed the first case of COVID-19 reinfection. The man, who was 33 years old, first had the coronavirus in late March and contracted the virus again in August while traveling in Europe. One thing to note, the second time around, the man did not have any symptoms. Andrew Joseph, reporter at Stat News, joins us for what to know about the first COVID reinfection. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Thanks so much. Researchers in Hong Kong on Monday reported the first confirmed case of COVID-19 reinfection. It was a 33-year-old man who got it again. And one of the ongoing questions throughout this whole pandemic is, once you have had it, for how long are you immune to it? Are you immune forever? A lot of people were saying, well, it could be like other common cold coronaviruses. You can get it seasonally, things like that. So in this case... Tell us a little bit more about it. It seemed he got it at the end of March, early April, and then four and a half months later, he got it again. So tell us a little bit about this guy.
4: As you said, he's a 33-year-old man who lives in Hong Kong and got it in Hong Kong in March when it was sort of um, their epidemic was spiking, uh, appeared to have totally recovered and had sort of classic mild to moderate symptoms of fever, cough, and the like. And then he had been traveling in Europe in August and and a half months later. And as he was coming home to Hong Kong, they, as part of a screening program at the airport, just did a saliva sample. And that came back as positive for the virus. And there had been sort of scattered reports of reinfection before, and some of them have been dismissed as sort of flukes with testing. But what the evidence that this really does appear to be a case of reinfection in this case is because the virus he had in March his doctors sort of sequenced the genetics of the virus then, and they did the same with the second infection, and those viruses were slightly different. It's obviously the same virus, but like there were some slight mutations, and that indicates that the infections weren't actually related to each other, so that's how they were able to establish that it was the second case.
3: And they've been following the sequence of the genome of the virus for a long time. What they were saying, too, is on um, the west coast of the United States, a lot of those seem to be coming from... China and other Asian countries. And then on the East Coast, when New York had their outbreak, a lot of that virus was coming out of Europe. So this guy, obviously, he had the first case in Hong Kong. And then I guess he was traveling through Spain and London on his way back to Hong Kong. And that's how he got it. But the interesting thing about this, too, is that the second case was milder than the first time around. He had almost no symptoms the second time around. And at least they're saying that if your body does go through it, you do get some type of Of immunity protection. Maybe you can't fend it off completely, but at least it's not as strong the second time around.
4: Yeah. So I think when this report came out today, sort of the initial reaction was like, uh uh-oh, we had hoped immunity may last longer than four and a half months. And that might still be the case. Like this is potentially an outlier. And for most of us, if we have COVID-19 and recover, we'll be protected from a second infection for longer. It sort of appears that he was sort of a rare person and that he did not mount a very good immune response after the first infection. Sort of studies are showing that most people do mount a pretty good immune response. So this could be an outlier in terms of the timing. But what scientists were sort of hard to see is that this guy actually had no symptoms on his second infection and was really only detected because of that airport screening program. And so that's to suggest that like maybe his whatever immune response he did generate wasn't strong enough to totally prevent the infection, but it still offered some sort of protection so he didn't get really sick. And that's kind of been one of the hypotheses out there is that if and when reinfections do start happening more broadly, because it should ha- happen eventually hopefully the plan will be that people get less sick, which is important, obviously, not only for that individual, but in terms of health system capacity and the like. But it's also unclear still if this guy is as infectious as he may have been during that primary infection.
3: Yeah, that would be the big question and almost impossible to tell, right? And They're not going to actually put him out there and get other people infected or anything. So yeah, how infectious was he the second time around if the body already knew the virus was already fighting it so much so that He didn't have any symptoms this time around. So that's a a big lingering question. But we keep talking about other coronaviruses that cause the common cold. People usually are susceptible after a year or maybe a little less. When SARS and MERS came around, the immunity for those lasted a few years. So we kind of always had this in the back of our heads that people were probably going to be able to get COVID a second time around. And health experts say that this is important to know, though, with this person that got the second infection, that even if people have got it, they should still get vaccinated when it becomes available. They should still wear their mask and still do their social distancing just to help limit the spread in case they do get it again and they might be asymptomatic.
4: You know, there's going to be quite a demand for vaccine. And so there's been some talk about maybe people who've recovered should be closer to the back of the line. I don't know if, if that's going to be a serious proposal or not, but this does go to show that this is like other respiratory viruses. Like it just does not seem like we're going to have sort of sterilizing immunity, which means immunity for like a complete and complete protection for a long time, which happens with things like measles, for example. So there was always a thought that people would start to get reinfected. And that's, you know, it sort of has implications for vaccine development as well, because the thinking with the vaccines that are making progress now is they won't provide lifelong immunity. So it might have to be something that we need a boost for maybe every year, maybe every two years. I mean, that remains to be determined. But People have been sort of thinking that this is something we're going to need to kind of keep up with going forward.
3: Andrew Joseph, reporter at Stat News. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Right Rug Flooring.